Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of This Is Not What I Was Expecting. This week, we had a new member to the group in Cheryl, and she's great giving us new insight on what we were talking about this week. Uh, this week, we were talking about self-care. The gang talks a little bit about their experiences with self-care and, and how they were able to establish self-care with their hectic lives. So uh, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Go. We should talk about that today if we don't have any other topics. Yeah, yeah I didn't know what the topic was today. Wait, just us. Yeah, essentially us. <laughs> the topic <laughs> is us. I love it. <laughs> well, self care, you know, I mean, and I've said this before, we use that term, but how do you put it in practice? How do you give permission and work that into your schedule? and say, I'm important enough to do this because you just, life kind of railroads us and we start dealing with air, all the little fires that you put out. And it is, I mean, for myself, it is the most difficult thing that I have tried to do would make me a priority and not feel guilty and literally telling my family, this is what I'm doing. So whatever you need to do, if you need me at that hour, you're just gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> It's, it's true. It's true. And I struggle with my self-care, including the children. That's not really self-care. <laughs> it's enjoyable, you know, and I'm like, oh, but it's, you know, it's downtime for everybody. But it's not alone time that I am just refreshing myself, yeah, which that, is the point of self-care. Right? Yes, completely true. I feel like there's such a big difference between alone time uh, by yourself and downtime with the family. So mm -hmm. I completely see what you mean by that. So Yes, you can incorporate kind of both things in one. But at the end of the day, being by yourself and my place is my room. But being there is easily the best place in the world. It's having, true. Having those thoughts of, like, we, we lose our creativity and our drive and our order to things when we can't just have some quiet thoughts. And it doesn't have to be this huge big thing where you're like okay i'm taking half a day off today if it's even like 15 minutes two or three times a day where you can just gather your thoughts where you can breathe where you can you know if you have an appointment go into that appointment 15 minutes early and just sit in your car if you don't have kids and you don't have anybody up there one of the things for me is i am a caregiver just like you guys, that's what we do. I have been taking care of people my whole life from a very young age of my sister being moved into my bedroom with me because she had seizures. So I would then go and wake my parents up if she was having seizures so they would know and they could sleep at night. I've been caring for people and I don't want to stop. I, that's what I do. I love being able to do that. I don't want to get burned out and I can feel like I'm heading in that direction so like to put those brakes on and say i'm going to take care of myself i'm going to be a priority i'm putting it on the schedule i'm not just saying it i'm like it's on the schedule and everything else will just have to move around that and nothing is going to happen nothing bad's going to happen if i take a little bit of time to do something for myself and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money it, does, it can be just, I'm going to lock the bathroom door and know you can't come and interrupt me. <laughs> you know, like this is my 15 minutes. 
set a timer on the oven, you know, and say, when that goes off, you can interrupt me. Until then, I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> I, I like that phrase, put the brakes on, because I call it a pause. I, I need a pause. <laughs> <laughs> I need a pause. Everything else. And I used to, I think I used to always get caught up on the fact that 15 minutes is not enough, or if it's a brief time, it's not enough. Even for naps, I'm like, what is the point of a 15-minute nap? Like, is that really going to work? But it's true that it does refresh. Like, just going for a drive, blasting the music, my music, not a, what is Gingham style my son loves? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not inducing self-care. Right. That's not inducing calm, that song. And that's but also not downtime either. <laughs> that's not downtime. So just even that makes such a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll tell my husband, I need to go to the supermarket. Oh, yeah. It's like that. That was a long supermarket trip. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you need it. It's true. If, if so I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Christine. I I always had a a tough time as like a single mom, mm. um, of of finding that that downtime, that time to take care of yourself. And I think for me, it was really almost like what you guys have been talking about is that shifting my mindset from, I don't have to go away to, you know, a cabin in the woods for the weekend. First off, that sounds terrifying to me. I've seen horror <laughs> movies. Um, you know, I don't have that money and what am I going to do in the woods? But really kind of reframing my thinking to say 15 minutes, 10 minutes here or there is is enough. I think we get into this all or nothing mindset of I can either take half a day, a day, the weekend, two weeks, you know, whatever the case may be. And we forget that it's those little bits that recharge us here and there. And we can't wait until once a year when we do a girls weekend, that's great. And we should always do that if, if that's something that, you know, brings us joy. But um, you can't, you have to fill up a little bit here and there. And so there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. And, and there's nothing wrong with uh, locking yourself in the bathroom. There's nothing wrong with uh, going to the grocery store and like, or, you know, sitting in the parking lot at the grocery store and finishing listening to a podcast or your favorite song or whatever before you go in or wandering up and down those aisles that you know you can't go up and down with the kids. So it's, I, I think we, we have to get out of that all or nothing mindset of, you know, taking little bits of time for ourselves here and there, but also... <laughs> some more dedicated time to ourselves. They don't replace each other. They're they're not either or they're and I think. And I think uh, one of the things we really learned from you, Christina, I really learned in the last years, you've said a phrase and it has really stuck with me of not allowing perfection to get in the way of you completing something. Don't allow perfection to mess you up and hang you up. Like do what you can, do the best that you can, and that's okay. So if you are trying and your goal is 15 minutes and it lasted 10 minutes, okay, next time, try for 15. But don't let that stop you from having some little bit of peace, some quiet, some way. I mean, I have put earplugs in, like, not with this 
not having sound on, but just for the quiet. I've even gone through the car wash. Okay, the car wash takes eight minutes. I'm going to have eight minutes and it's like there's a car in front of me, so I'm getting 16 minutes. And it's just those little things. And no, I don't need you to go with me. I can go to the car wash by myself. You know, I'll be, I'll be back. You know, but... Melissa, I must say, that's pretty awesome. You've timed the car wash. I did, because I'm like, I'm getting 15 minutes. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Now I have to go time mine and see. Yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> I want to get that little bit however I can. And I want to be conscious of it. Like, So when you are doing something like that, you get an opportunity to be alone in the car look at it, you know, count those minutes and say, okay, I did it. I got those eight minutes or 15 minutes and that's okay. You know, that's, that's a good thing. I got that in my day. And how many times do we take our kids to therapy appointments, music lessons, dance practice, you know, uh, uh, sports practice, things like that. Maybe that, that could be a little bit of time for ourselves. is, to, to maybe not, if, if part of your, uh, your way of handling it is dropping them off and then running home to put dinner in the oven or whatever, mm -hmm. if there's a way, it's, it's always a good idea to not leave your kids there anyway, in case something were to happen, but, you know, kind of think about it as I'm just going to sit in the car for a few minutes and I'm going to kind of hang out, especially if maybe you don't have like a friends group there, um, you know, there's, there's not an opportunity to talk to other people or, you know, when your kids are in therapy, instead of sitting in that awkward waiting room, reading the like three-year-old magazine that everybody and, and their brother has touched, that might be a, a great take, take Melissa's it's an eight minute car wash kind of, kind mm -hmm. of idea. <laughs> I've definitely done that, waited in the car while my daughter was in therapy. If I wasn't needed in the session, I'm close enough. So if they need me. <laughs> But I am, I can detach for a little bit. And I was thinking too, something that used to make me avoid take, making time for self-care is that I put too much pressure on myself for what I would be doing. Like in my single younger years, I love to write. So I felt like, okay, self-care will be me writing. I'll return to my poetic days. But that was stressful to me. So that's not relaxing and giving my brain a break. So I switched during the pandemic, I switched to just coloring, mindless enough, <laughs> you know, but, and I could put earbuds in if I'm listening to music or, you know, whatever the case may be, my son could be occupied if uh, my husband wasn't home to occupy him and I could just zone out and still have something that I'm feeling happy about at the end, you know, a nice product at the end, but it wasn't taking so much mental attention that I wasn't getting that rest, that pause. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. Uh, like, so like Peyton, I don't know if you met Peyton yet, Cheryl, my sister, huh? she does the blogs yet. So she mm -hmm. will send me photos like every other day of her doing a 1500 piece puzzle. So I guess like, if that's what you want to call her downtime, that's, that's, I can't believe it. Cause she says she'll like lose one piece after like two days and she'll just go crazy over it. So my mental state could not handle that, but no. yeah, the coloring sounds like it's right up my alleyway though. So I'll take that <laughs> note. Puzzles are stressful to me. I'm trying to get my little guy into puzzles, but that's not self-care for me. Never been my thing, no. <laughs> it's not. Even coloring by numbers. It has to be without <laughs> right. that mental, you know, that mental attachment. Just pick up a crayon or a pencil. And mm -hmm. Yep, completely it. get that's that. That's relaxing. Yep. <laughs> and 
And I think it's important for us as, uh, as parents to model that behavior and then give words to what we're doing. I need 15 minutes to take a break so that I can come back here and I can give you guys my all. So I'm going to set the timer on the microwave and when it beeps, you can come get me, but I'm going to take 15 minutes to take a break for myself. So like use those words with your kids and, and that might be good. And I think too, for people, so because I have people who, uh, for whom I'm responsible, you know, I have work product that has to be done and other people's work to manage. I think that it's important for me to model that so that when you all need a break, you don't feel bad saying, I just, I have to take some PTO today or, you know, whatever the case is, I got to knock off a little early or, you know, I'm, I'm using my vacation time like I should be. So I think that it's important if we think we're too valuable that we can't take a break, maybe we need to recognize that because we are valuable, we need to model taking that break. And then if we see people in our lives doing it, if we see our partner, if we see our children, if we see, you know, the people around us who are valuable doing that same thing, recognize it. And if it's appropriate, you know, like call it out and say, oh my, I'm like so glad that like, how, how was your break? Did you enjoy it? Uh, like if we see our kiddos saying, uh, you know what, I'm going to take a minute for myself when they come out. Thank you for, thank you for taking some time to take care of yourself. That's important. I'm glad you did it. How do you feel? And kind of encouraging talking about that and acknowledging it. Cause it's, I think it's scary when you start a new job, um, you know, or, or in, in social situations or whatever to, to tell people that you're prioritizing yourself, especially, um, I think as women, we're sometimes stigmatized for, oh, I, wow, she's got like a, you know, her baby's three months old and she's gone away for the weekend. Must be nice. Yeah, it, it is nice. And I'm proud of her for doing that. So, you know, to hold each other up. I have had um, a beautiful opportunity when my girls were younger to be a stay-at-home mom. And the stigmatism around a parent that says they need a break or takes a break is awful. They're like, well, you don't do anything. You're home. How do you need a break? You know, so I've, I, think, I think that's why I'm so passionate about self-care and really always struggling chasing that. And one of the things like I would do with the kids was, you know, when you're in school and you need something or you have an answer, you raise your hand. So one of the things I even tell the parents that I'm working with, like they get some kind of news, a diagnosis, or the child tells them something, it's okay to raise your hand and say, I, I just need a minute. I'm going to need this break. Like, I'm not walking out on whatever issue this is, but I'm raising my hand. I'm just, that's my way of saying, like, I just need a minute. And that's okay. Give yourself permission. And I'll throw something out to you. How difficult is it to tell somebody no? To 
say, no, I'm not going to make that commitment because I have all these other commitments. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say no. And I think we got to give ourselves permission not to put too much on our plate. We want to be like these super, super women, super men of doing all of these things. It is okay to say no. And it, it can be a whole sentence. No, period. You don't have to go into a big explanation and explain to them about your self-care and that you need all this unless you want to. But like, it's okay to say no. Like, I got a lot going on. No, I'm not going to be able to do that. And you may have to practice. <laughs> Start practicing with your kids. Like, no, we're not going to do that. And I used to say the term, we'll see or I'll think about it or maybe. Now I'm like, no, I can't do that. It has taken me a long time to get from maybe to we'll see to just saying no. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I thought I was being mean. And I know people ask you things and, you know, they know that you have whatever information that can help them or you have a skill and you want to say yes, you want to do all those things, but it's okay to say no, it really is. That's, that's true. Yeah. I think a sobering moment, I'm sorry, Ruin. Go ahead. But I think a sobering, um, some sobering moments for me have been when my little guy would say, mom, are you okay? And as precious as it is, you know, and how I love the fact that he is compassionate and he's empathic and all of that, but that's like a check system for me to know, okay, I need to take a pause because whatever I'm giving off to him <laughs> is not of a positive nature. And he's sensing that something's a little off with mom, you know? So I, I, um, I encourage, like you mentioned, I encourage friends, family, parents that we're working with to sometimes just take that pause because we might not even realize the impact that, that us not giving that time to self-care is having on those around us. And we can um, fall into the trap of, oh, it's them. <laughs> but really it could it could be us and that our triggers are just so short because we need to take a minute, step back and pause. The little people can be so insightful, right? I was going to say, I think I, uh, I think I need to, uh, to get someone like that for me. Like, are you okay? Like to get me like a mental check there for a minute. <laughs> just so if I'm bitey to some people, I understand why. Yeah. And so, so two things. One, I think normalizing accepting when people say no and it being a complete sentence like it can just be no that sounds torturous to me I don't want to do that so you, you don't have to make up an excuse you don't have to be too busy it can just be no and the other thing that for me was important to recognize is that self-care isn't always getting your nails done or taking a bath or that kind of stuff. For me, self-care is opening my mail, you know, and putting those reminders in the calendar that, you know, to, to pay the credit card, to, you know, pay the cell phone bill, whatever, whatever the case may be. But for me, self-care is taking care of the things that will cause me stress. So maybe, you know, what I've learned the hard way is if you don't open the mail because you know you don't have the money to pay the bill, then it's still going to be, it's still going to be chasing after you. At least if you open it up and make a plan 
um, you, you know where you're at. That, that stress and fear of, I can't call the electric company and make payment arrangements because, you know, I just don't have enough, I don't have enough money to, pay, you know, to pay the electric bill. Call them, make those payment arrangements. And then that's one less thing that you have to worry about. So self-care is also taking care of the things that need to be taken care of that your future self will thank you for. And so um, when my kids got older and they would go with their dad for the weekend, I would use a chunk of time while they were away to get the house cleaned and make the grocery list and go grocery shopping and maybe make a couple meals for the week so that we just had to heat things up, you know, get the laundry done. So I would always think about it as like paying myself, you know, like making my life a little easier for the week, knowing that it would be like a couple weeks before they went again. But I would get all that stuff done so that when they were home, I didn't have to worry about, you know, getting the, the house cleaned or making dinner or things like that. So I, I think that that self-care could be a, a lot of different things. Whatever it is to give yourself a peace of mind. But, you know, again, don't think in terms of all or nothing. So just because you got the bills paid and the house clean and laundry done and meals prepped, that doesn't take the place of sitting down and reading a book if that's what you enjoy or putting a puzzle together or going for a walk, hanging out with friends, whatever. I would kind of try and balance my time when the kids were gone with I'm going to get all this stuff done and then tonight I'm going to go out with my friends. So be like once every six weeks, that was like my <laughs> my excitement was, you know, like go hang out with the girls. But knowing that all that stuff was done, it was also good for me because I definitely need like a time limit. Otherwise, I, the other thing that I think is when you have all the time in the world, it's it's hard to get anything done because you could do it later. So uh, I had a question for you guys regarding uh, like the self-care. As your child gets older, was it easier to to kind of establish that self-care and maintain it or did it become harder or was it was there any difference? I feel like it is it has got to be a priority from the beginning because it's it's something that life can take over and we very easily put ourselves on the back burner. So um, even like a friend of mine is pregnant right now, she's gonna have her baby in three days or three weeks, um, talking to her about, I want you on a regular basis Check in with your spouse, check in with each other. Do you need a break? Do you need a minute? Do you let me do this? Let me do this for you. And then you can do it for me of making that a priority right off the bat because I struggled. I know me personally, I struggled with it for years and I felt like to be a good mom, I had to be a hundred percent present for them. And it's not until you start seeing there's repercussions physically, mentally, from not taking care of yourself that if you have an appointment for a doctor's visit, I don't care if it's dental, eye, regular routine tests. For our kids, we put all that stuff off because now they have an appointment and it's unexpected, so we cancel. And then it could be a whole year before you reschedule that. If we don't make ourselves some kind of priority, whether it's little or big, whatever that looks like for you, 
I'm telling you, years can pass before you've actually put time into yourself. And it's scary. And like right now, I have adult children. My youngest one turned 18 over the summer up till a 29-year-old. They still always need things. Things come up and stuff's going on in their lives. And it's not like they need me every minute of the day, but they still need me. And they need me to be healthy. They need me to be in a really good state of mind and have good mental health. And right now I'm at the point where I'm being a caregiver for my elderly parents as well. So it's like it, the chaos kind of never stops. So, so putting those brakes on, on a regular basis, I think is really important. And I don't think having younger ones, little ones, I don't think it's any easier no matter how old your kids get because you fill that time with other things that you don't make yourself a priority. Yeah, I, I agree, Melissa. I think it gets different, <laughs> not necessarily easier or harder um, with the different stages of um, the child growth. Um, I think when, um, when the kids were younger, it was a different form of mom guilt. <laughs> And as um, my, my daughter's um, struggles and diagnoses developed, the mom guilt changed. <laughs> and now as my son is older and can completely understand everything that my daughter has gone through, he has gone through and the impact on the family, the mom guilt is, <laughs> is different. And um, throughout each stage, I wish I knew now. I wish I knew then <laughs> what I know now because um, like you were mentioning, making yourself a priority, no matter what stage of life or what stage your family is in is so important because I would have functioned much better back then if I had, you know, now I feel like I've gotten to a better place, not optimal, but a better place. Um, and there's still, you know, growth as far as my own, you know, self-care journey is concerned, but at least I'm aware of it and I do engage in it at some points um, because it does impact the entire family holistically. You know, moms are so pivotal. Primary caregivers are so pivotal because in some cases it's the dad, <laughs> you know, or an aunt or, an, or a grandparent, but primary caregivers are so pivotal and no disrespect to my husband, but um, it's a lot easier for him to engage in self-care. And sometimes I, I realize that uh, I can be resentful of the fact that it's so easy for him to engage in self-care. But like you mentioned, Melissa, putting your hand up and saying, hey, I need a moment. That's on me. That's not his fault. <laughs> you know? So it is very true that it's important to do it on a regular basis. And I do want to share, um, I had a time where I didn't have a support system. I was on my own like a lot of single people that they don't have like that spouse, that partner, whatever that looks like, but having somebody, another adult, <laughs> that's not a child that you have another person in your life, like Brewer said, like check in with them. Like if I'm, you know, not functioning the way you think it's like a good, healthy thing, ask me, like say that to your friend, to your support person and like, call me out, be like, hey, hey, woman, hey, man, like, you, you, need, you need some time here, you know, whatever that looks like, and sometimes we don't have that partner or that spouse, and unfortunately, some parents are out there being mom and dad, and even if they have 
them maybe could go to another parent on the weekend or something like that. It's still putting you on call 24-7, five days a week. So that's, that's a lot on a person. And I think a person in that situation needs even more support somewhere else to have like a venting and sharing. I love that. I love our organization that we work for. Whenever it is titled a family-run organization, they mean it. And I know not everybody's that fortunate, but having people that, beautiful, wonderful people that we get to check in with weekly and say, if I'm doing okay, or maybe I'm not doing okay, I might need some help with something. And everybody steps up and does whatever needs done. And I am just so grateful to be surrounded by people like that. And I think like if you don't have that, start looking for it, even if it's in one other person that can help lift you up and say, you know what, you're going to take some time for yourself. You know, don't forget last week you said you wanted to do this. You were going to read a book or start it or whatever that looks like and be that person for someone else, you know. And I will say that one of the things that I think is good that came out of the pandemic is that people are realizing that getting together virtually is a, a good option. It's a good option for the times when, you know, you people are far flung or it's hard to find your people um, and you just want to connect. There's something nice where you can kind of see each other um, if you want. We know that I'm the person to keep my camera off all the time. <laughs> so, so if, you know, if you don't want your camera on, that's fine. If you want your camera on, that's fine. But, but it's, it's nice that you could find your people. Um, I know that if you, if you're in a situation where you're a single parent as, as a parent raising a child or children with mental health challenges, sometimes it's really just hard to find people who, who understand that your child is punching holes in the wall, that, you know, you can't just say to your child, well, go to bed. You know, you hear from people like, well, that kid needs a spanking. Like, that's that's not going to help. Um, so it's nice if you can find support in some way, you know. Uh, sometimes people think support groups have like a bad rap where they're people getting together and they're like, oh, everything is awful. Everything is terrible. And some of them are like that. And and sometimes that's okay because sometimes that's what you need someone to commiserate with. But find a support group if you're having a hard time finding your people to connect with. Find a support group that fits you. And that may that may mean trying a, a couple different times, a couple different places. But now, especially that they're being offered virtually, maybe it's something like you can take uh, 30 minutes of your lunch break and pop in your headphones and go for a walk and kind of participate in a, in a support group like that or go sit out on the porch when the weather's nice and, you know, like be part of a support group. So, so I think that that's nice. We have more opportunities to find people who we can connect with because sometimes I think in our life we can feel like we're a lot. <laughs> Just your normal stuff, taking care of the house and yeah, everything that goes on. And then on top of it, maybe like that, that one child that's a little bit more challenging that, you know, so, so if you're feeling like you're a lot to dump on one person, not that that's how I would ever think about it, anybody talking to me, but sometimes I think we put that label on ourselves. Um, 
then I, I think that, that it's good too if you've got to find different ways to get your needs met. So if I want to talk about my child with somebody who understands, who can maybe brainstorm with me, give me some ideas. They may not work, but you know, it's still always nice to hear what other people are trying or just find people who I don't feel like are judging. I think that that's, that's kind of nice. Thank you so much for listening to This Is Not What I Was Expecting. We hope this quick chat with a couple of our moms has made your day feel less alone in your parenting journey. As a parent, we know you don't have a lot of time in your hectic day, so we are happy you spent this time with us. If you want to stay connected with us, please visit us at paparentandfamilyalliance.org.